0: Hooray Run Podcast, Episode 5. It's an abbreviated episode. It's a clip taken from Episode 4. I referenced this episode in Episode 4. It is a conversation from the previous episode. So it's me, James Rogers, along with Tyler Brinks, T Dot, and Julian Morris and JMO. And we talk about the financials of running, what we'd like to see going forward in terms of money in the sport making it less secretive. And I got on this point because of a Let's Run article by Jonathan Galt about the pacing team from Breaking 2. Galt had a great article titled Pacing 2. Chris Derrick and Andrew Bumbelow tell what it was like to pace Elliot Kipchoge to 2-flat-25. Recommend the read. Early on in the article, Galt writes, Both men were excited by the idea and accepted immediately. Nike also threw some money their way to make it worth their while. How much money did Nike throw their way? That's the article I'm referencing at the start of this conversation. We get into money and running. Hope you enjoy the conversation. It's episode 5, Hooray Run Podcast, but before we start that conversation, as always, my friend Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud, Mikey Drop that beat for all of us, please. At the start of that Let's Run Pacer article, Derek and Bumbleo, it talked about. Nike forking over a hefty amount of money to the Pacers too. And uh-huh. I just – Brinks, I know I've talked long-winded about just money stuff with running and what I want to see and how to improve the – the uh, just elevate the audience numbers and this and that. Money-wise, things are just so protected in running. We never hear contracts. We never hear how much – Nike never releases like how much they paid officially, Kipchoge, oh. Tedesse, oh. and Sissa. And yep. right away in the Let's Run article, yeah, they forked over a lot of money. How much money? Tell me how much money Nike yeah, gave. Right. the pay- yeah. Did they each get 100 k to do this? Like, we love the money talk. That's what we get yeah. in NBA and all the pro oh. sports. We know what LeBron makes every year, and it's yep. incredible sums of money. And yeah. I want to know, like, the reasons behind running super secretive money talk. Like, why, do- why can't I know how much <laughs> yeah. Galen Rupp makes per year for Nike? Yeah. I saw, a, I saw a tweet that a writer had to get consensus from like four different agents to get a gauge on like how much Kipchoge was getting paid to show up. And it was agreed that it was around $500,000 to just yeah. race. And that's, I love that. Like I want to know more. And it said, if he broke two, he'd get an additional one to $1. $1.5 million. And I just want to know the incentives of it all. And yeah. how much, how much did Chris Derrick really make to pace? Like, I want yeah. to know the numbers, and I want to know, like, even though Kipchoge didn't break two, there had to be something in this contract or just within this breaking two agreement. Like, if you're sub 201, then you get an additional 200,000, you know, something like that, yeah. where it's a great talking point, and people see numbers attributed to running. I think that's really a hindrance to the popularity of running, because – yeah. Like, we don't know how much Mo Farah makes every year from just Nike alone, let alone other sponsorships and what he yeah. makes for winning Olympic gold or World Championship gold. I just think the money talk, there's there's a reason why it's hidden, and I need to do a better job at digging deeper, but yeah. I would love to see just the, the money numbers behind Breaking 2, not because I'm just infatuated with money this, money that, but I just think it would be good for the sports growth if we knew the financials of these guys yeah and on the women's side too just talking about all the we know the course bonuses that marathoners get for dipping under a certain time or getting a world record and like mary katani brought home a lot of money for her london marathon mm -hmm. but tell me like what's in her adidas contract what does she get for breaking the women's only world record is it like 500k to a million it's just something i'd I'd really like to know what do you not to i want to wrap this up soon don't want to keep you guys up too late on eastern time but just your thoughts on i'm kind of rambling about the money but would you have liked to see more of the financials from breaking two
1: yeah i think it just provides kind of just that additional storyline and i don't i think it just gives you an idea of how i mean the whole idea with money is that it would give you an idea of how much Nike values this project, you know, and how much Nike values each of the individual athletes. Like how important is having Chris Derrick, Andrew Bumble, how, how important is it to have each of these 18 pacers and how much does Nike appear to value them? I mean, it, it could be, I mean, obviously like 20,000 to me is like a pretty good amount, you know, but like yeah. you have Kipchoge making, you know, 500,000, half a million dollars to, to appear even, you know, and to, and to, um, pursue and to attempt this endeavor you know but like how much you know like did it like fits I mean Chris Derrick and Bumble said they that it did it fit better into their schedule and Lopez Lamont's schedule and you know like Bernard Legat's schedule I mean he's like retiring so like it fits better into these schedules than it would for I mean like it'd be hilarious to see like Galen Rock pacing you know like yeah for this event you know <laughs> but you know like I wonder you know and they don't have to tell me if they approach Galen Rupp or whoever, but, like, it's still interesting to see, you know, how much they see, like, and, and do they pay each of the Pacers a different amount? I mean, I'm yeah. just kind of curious, you know, did do you, does Chris Derrick get an incentive for being the captain of his three-person team with Andrew Bumbleau and Sam Chalanga and himself? Like, yep. does, does he get more money to be a captain? I, you know, I don't know, like, but I just think that would be an additional, like, interesting part to see how much Nike as, like, to be founded on running, like, you know, they show you how much their, you know, asset in LeBron James and their asset, and, you know, like, they you, you could see how much, like, NFL contracts are between the league and, and Nike over a year or two, and you can see how much Cristiano Ronaldo makes to be the head of Nike overseas, you know, like, so it's just you wonder how much, you know, each of these athletes connected with Nike are making, you know in in Nike's original form
0: yeah um, it, it's not I'm not saying it's gonna get anywhere near m b a salaries or yeah. no it doesn't or soccer players, but just like <laughs> people use that people uh you know pursue professional sports because they know what kind of money they're gonna make, but with <laughs> running, it's just like yeah. okay, if I reach this tier, if I reach like the top ten percent of American distance runners like I kind of want to know how much I could make and uh. I don't know, like JMO. You're a fan of the sport. You keep up with it. Wouldn't you like to? You kind of be interested in what the Boston Marathon paid Galen Rupp to show up and race, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think if you make it less secretive and and have it an open thing like like with other sports, it, it becomes less of a taboo topic, and people understand that it it is something to watch, that it is of value. I think when you hide it like this, they try to paint these athletes like. Like heroes, which I, you know, to many they already are. But then you get into the money talk, and I think that people say, "Well, you know, once they start getting paid, they don't look as good," which is totally false. I mean, this is what they're doing. This is what they're spending their days training for. What their their sport is. They're professional athletes, just like a professional football player, basketball player. And the money talk just needs to become less of a taboo topic and just something that's laid out. Even if they don't make as much as other athletes in different sports, I think just showing it. Shows that it is a a professional sport that it is something that is worth their time and effort that they put in,
0: you know sure mm-hmm. and what if we go into Boston Marathon knowing that if Galen Rupp breaks two ten, which he did by two seconds, what if there was something in the Nike contract that said here's an additional hundred k for breaking ten? I just think it would be it would add more excitement leading up to the race like you can kind of put bets you can actually make it like a Vegas odds thing with running and yeah. yeah yeah you know there are plenty
1: of studies you know books written about if money is an incentive or not but certainly what it could add an element of excitement at the end of a race if you know ahead of time that if Galen Rupp breaks 210 that he's going to get an additional you know hundred thousand dollars or something you know just arbitrary number and and over the last mile, when you see Galen, like, significantly struggling to, to maintain pace, that you see him, like, begin to accelerate. And, like, he sees the clock from a distance, and you see him put his, you know, he puts his foot on the gas over the last, like, 600 meters or 800 meters whenever the clock becomes, you know, the clock is visible to him. And you see him push on to make sure that he can, you know, I mean, nobody's going to be... You know, mad when they make an extra hundred thousand dollars. Nobody's gonna be right. slow down to avoid it. I mean
2: Exactly. They're gonna give it their all no matter what. They're gonna they're I mean that's that's their their heart's in it. They're not doing it just, you know, to hit within a certain zone. They're gonna give it what they have. Yes. And I mean yeah. I would agree with Tyler that if they if they're close and you know that if they run this many seconds faster they're gonna get it. I I'd like to think most people would be cheering for them. Mm-hmm. They got nothing to lose. They're just fans, you know?
1: Especially when it's a marathon course and And everybody is often so, uh, you know, spread out across the course, and you know, I mean, that can get boring. It can get, you know, you you lose interest a little bit when you see an athlete who's, you know, they're a minute behind, they're two minutes behind, you know. But if you add, you know, like the incentive to be, you know, if Julian is running by himself for the last like kilometer in his 10k, you know, his he has personal pride on, on the line. You know, maybe he's fighting for, you know, a qualifying standard and it's a really qualifying standard or something, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you're a professional athlete and it's just, this is your goal race, you have like essentially no other evident motivator besides like pride. And like, if somebody would come on and pass you, then you would probably fight back. But, you know, when you're now alone for the last, like, say 5k of a marathon, and nobody is within a minute plus or minus of where you are. you know it can get kind of boring It's just you kind of you lose you lose the sense of urgency as a runner and as a fan.
0: Yes, you both have great points in those last two statements, and I just think with how much we've just talked about it for ten minutes it's a it's a definite talking point, and there's a lot you can hash out with. The, the intricacies of the financials and just knowing if if we're all watching Breaking Two and Nike in its release a day before says explicitly if the guy if all if you break two you get an additional million dollars I think that's a that's a headline the next day like Kipchoge twenty six seconds away from an additional million. Because I just saw it in a tweet, and I don't, I can't confirm that officially. Nike didn't come out officially and say that. But I, I think if you put it out there to the public, that becomes another article for a website. It becomes another talking point for a podcast. We're talking about it now, not knowing for sure what the incentive was within the contract. I'm sure Kipchoge got more than $500,000 for running 2-flat-25. There's... There's a lot to break down in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks again for listening to Hooray Run podcast episode five. We hope to elaborate even more on that topic in a future HR pod episode. Thanks again to JMO and T dot for joining in on the combo Hooray Run podcast. It's on iTunes, the podcast app on your phone, SoundCloud. It's now on Stitcher. Check it out on Stitcher, Hooray Run Podcast, social media, Facebook page, Twitter, it's at hooray underscore run, hoorayrun.com. Email the podcast, podcast at hoorayrun.com. Thanks again for the listen, tell a friend, recommend, leave a review, that would be awesome. Thank you to Mikey aka Meeks Palmer for the beats. Episode 5, It's Alive!